Hello and welcome to the Mindful in Minutes podcast, a guided meditations podcast brought to you by Yoga for You. I'm Kelly, and today I'll be leading you through your meditation. So go ahead and get comfortable, settle in, and enjoy your meditation practice. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this birthday week episode of Mindful in Minutes. There is no meditation in this episode. We are mixing it up and doing a workshop. So we're going to be talking all about self-sabotage and dreams and how to move past your self-sabotage to start chipping away at those dreams and making those dreams your reality. The reason that I thought this would be a fitting topic for this week good old birthday week, which by the way, I've been having so much fun this week. So thank you guys. And I know the rest of the week will be fun. It's been busy, but it's been fun. And I don't know. It's just, I'm just having a great time. So thanks everyone for joining me in birthday week. Um, It's been a blast so far. And today is day three of birthday week. But very much so, I think of mindful in minutes as a dream. It started as a dream. Um, yoga for you is a dream. Every I just feel like what I'm doing right now, a lot of what I'm doing right now, it all used to be a dream. And that's not to say like, oh, look at me, look at what I've done. Um, don't you want to be like me? No, no, that's not that's not where I'm going with this. I wanted to explore self-sabotage and dreams because in my experience, more times than not, the thing that is getting in the way of dreams becoming reality is myself. It's my own self-sabotage. It is, you know, me preventing me from being my best self. And that's not to say that that is everyone's um, circumstance. I'm a very, you know, very lucky. I have grown up with, you know, a lot of privilege and a lot of um, opportunity. And I recognize that and I understand that. And I'm very lucky to have, you know, one of my biggest barriers in life to only be myself when there's so many other people that have other barriers um, that I have not had to um, overcome in my life because of just who I am and the circumstances that I was born into. So I want to make that little caveat of just you know, highlighting that this is, you know, when you find that self-sabotage is getting in the way of your dreams. But I also want to recognize and hold space for the fact that there are many barriers that can get in the way of you and your dreams. So this is only like one piece of the puzzle, um, but it's not, you know, the only thing. So don't let this um, minimize any other barriers that you may be facing between you and your dreams. So I just want to make that little caveat here before we dive into self-sabotage and following your dreams. Um, So let's, I don't know, should we just dive right in? I think, I think we should. I, you know, announcements, I guess you guys know what's going on here. If you're hanging around here by day through your birthday week, you know what's going on. We have the thousand dollar retreat giveaway. There is a live sound bath and meditation on Friday. There is the birthday party on Sunday. You're all invited. We're doing a live podcast recording, and then we're going to hang out, have a little virtual birthday party. Everything is at yogafreeonline.com slash birthday. So there you go. All right. Self-sabotage. Let's dive 
right in. So what is self-sabotage? Self-sabotage refers to behaviors or thought patterns that hold you back or prevent you from doing what you want to do. It is something that you are doing to undermine your own success and dreams and can contribute sometimes to perpetual failure. Now, perpetual failure sounds very uh, dark and heavy, but in essence, there's there's many different forms of self-sabotage. It does not always look the same for every individual. What might be self-sabotage for me and how I, how I get in my own way may be different than how you get in your own way. Self-sabotage can very much show up in so many different ways in your life, and you may not always be aware that you're doing it, which is a big piece of why I wanted to highlight self-sabotage and how it gets in the way of your dreams, because there's been times, a handful of times, where I've been getting in my own way. I've been struggling with you know, self-sabotage, or I've been working with clients or students or mentees, and as we're working together, it comes to light that something that is kind of a barrier is them. And it's not through kind of working through it, reflecting on it, talking it out, that it becomes clear that, oh my gosh, this thing that I thought was a barrier, it's actually just kind of me getting in my own way. So some of the more common ways that self-sabotage can show up for you, procrastination, that's a huge one. Full disclosure here, this is one that I sometimes, well, so I sometimes struggle with it. I've been struggling with this lately. That's what I will say. Um, A way that I have been self-sabotaging in my own right is I have been just feeling a little tired, a little run down. I haven't been taking care of myself as well as I should and could Um, So that's kind of leading me to feeling a little bit run down. I haven't been prioritizing like my well-being or doing the things that I usually do that help to kind of like fill my cup. And I find that then my motivation gets lower and then I find that I'm procrastinating. So this is on the top of my mind because I've been doing a little bit of this lately and it's it's unlike me. So procrastination, uh, fear of failure. So you don't start something because you're worried that you might fail. I hear this one a lot with people being like, oh, I have this idea for a podcast or I've always wanted to start a podcast, but what if nobody listens or something like that? Um, That's a big way that self-sabotage can show up. Negative self-talk, not believing in yourself. Um, Also always looking for external validation. So wanting others to approve of what you're doing or others to think it's a good idea or for other people to tell you how great you're doing instead of looking for that internal validation. Not releasing control or a fear of losing control. This is absolutely a way that self-sabotage shows up. Um, Overthinking, kind of this like analysis paralysis, like overthinking everything, overanalyzing everything, and then nothing ever gets done because you're just in kind of that like analysis overthinking mode and you never actually get to like action and execution. Assuming the outcome or someone's reactions. So just being like, oh, well, I'm not going to do this because people will just think this or just kind of making these assumptions of what the outcome will be or how someone will react to what you are doing or the dream that you are pursuing. And so you just never pursue it because you've already assumed what the outcome will be without experiencing it or at least giving it a try. 
perfectionism. You have heard me talk about perfectionism before on this podcast, and I've talked about how perfectionism can show up in many different ways. Kind of like self-sabotage perfectionism, there isn't like one particular recipe, like one size fits all for perfectionism. But and you guys all know that for me, my perfectionism shows up as putting a lot of my value into my ability to create and to produce and to do, um, working on it. But just perfectionism, that is absolutely a form of self-sabotage. Not keeping your promises or your commitments to yourself. That's another one too. And don't worry, I want to, I'm going to dive into these a little bit more deeply so you can understand kind of what, you know, what these really look like. Um, But just kind of brief overview. This one, (laughs) the cycle of overwork and overindulge. So basically you like work nonstop until you're nearly burnt out. And then you have to spend like three days binging Netflix instead of working in regular amounts of, you know, work, break and rest cycle. So sometimes this is called like the denial binge approach. You may see it called that where it's like you kind of deny yourself like any pleasure and you just are like, go, 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 go do it. And then you're like, oh, I'm so depleted. And then you like kind of binge on everything that you have been, you know, not allowing yourself to have. So this absolutely can happen kind of in the work and personal space. Um, Being aware of a behavior, but not putting in the effort to change it. So for example, you know, always dating the wrong kind of guy, even though you know they're not good for you, or maybe knowing that you have a hard time. um, I don't know. For me, I had to this, I feel like this workshop so far is like a little TMI, but you know, it's birthday week. What are we here for? We've known each other for five years now. What do we know? Okay. So here's the thing, guys. Ice cream, it upsets my stomach. Do I like ice cream? Yes. Does it upset my stomach? Yes. So kind of this like being aware of a behavior, but like not putting in the effort to change it. I eventually, I did this a lot with ice cream where I would buy it. I know it would upset my stomach. I would eat it. It would upset my stomach. I would regret eating the ice cream. So eventually I had to just like stop buying it at the store. But for a very long time, I was very aware that this was something that obviously didn't agree with my body. Um, but I kept doing it anyways, instead of putting in the effort to change it. I know that's like kind of a silly example, um, but that's what, what, you know, what comes to mind. Um, this also could look like, you know, being aware of maybe mindful scrolling. You guys know that I've recently, I'm recently on TikTok and you guys, it is so addicting. I There's probably a lot of you much younger than me right now, like laughing and being like, uh, yeah, Kelly, that's the point. But it is so addicting. And this is something I'm like, okay, I never really used to struggle with like being on social media a lot as like a, a consumer. But I've had to be a little bit more mindful of like this mindless scrolling to a certain degree is not serving me. It's like a way of numbing. So just being aware of some kind of a behavior, but never putting in the effort to change it, that can be a form of self-sabotage. Being overly busy, uh, not saying no or refusing to set boundaries, that's a form of self-sabotage too. Uh, Asking for someone's help when you could just Google it yourself. That might be a tough pill for some of us to swallow. (laughs) Uh, But there are probably a lot of questions. I think sometimes this is easier to recognize in other people than to recognize in yourself, right? If someone's asking you a question and you're like, why are you asking me that question? You literally could just Google it or you could figure it out for yourself. You don't, you just want me to do it for you. Um, Being honest and asking yourself, 
do I do that to others? That can be a form of self-sabotage. You're not giving yourself the chance to learn these things on your own and to be able to adapt and to be more self-reliant. So if you are kind of following along or you're using the journal guide or the prompts with this, the first one is just honestly reflecting on what type of self-sabotage may be showing up in your life or what kind of self-sabotage may you be engaging in in your life on a regular basis. And the thing that's important to do throughout this you know, whole workshop or any time that you're working with self-reflection is to do your best to try to reflect and look at yourself objectively. Now that's easier said than done, right? Because we have such emotional ties to these things. It's human nature. It's hard for me to look at myself and kind of call myself out on my own BS sometimes. And sometimes I'm better at it than other times or some forms of self-sabotage. It's easier for me to recognize and you know, kind of look at it objectively than others. But just like when we're meditating and we are trying to be an objective observer of what's happening within us and around us, doing that same thing for our reflection on self-sabotage or looking inward of where we may be getting in our own way or holding ourselves back, it's really essential to try to do it without getting down on ourselves, without being hard on ourselves, and just trying to look at it objectively. So again, easier said than done, but the first journal prompt or the first kind of question that you could use in quiet contemplation or writing it down is where is self-sabotage showing up in my life or what kind of self-sabotage am I engaging in? Um, So, you know, full disclosure, you guys know I touched on this, but some of my personal biggest forms of self-sabotage over the years when I've been working towards my dreams and making things happen has been um, negative self-talk and not believing in myself. When I was first starting yoga for you in general or when I first wanted to um, start, you know, teaching yoga because yoga for you first started as just, you know, I wanted to teach yoga classes um, before I really started diving into and dabbling in meditation and, and exploring like the softer sides. And I was really impacted by what other people thought. A lot of people thought that this idea of starting yoga for you was a silly idea. Um, You know, I listened to what people had to say. Um, There were a lot of, or at least a good handful of comments that were hard and hurtful for me of people making comments that, oh, well, you know, this is like a fun thing that you're going to do until you're going to, quote, be like a doctor's wife. Um, That was a really hard, hurtful thing for me or people being like, oh, that's nice. You're just going to like stretch with people all day um, or people just really kind of minimizing what my my dream was. I fell into that trap a lot when I first started Yoga For You and I struggled with it. I wanted everyone to think that the idea that I had and the dream that I had was like I wanted everyone so badly to believe in it the way that I believed in it and to have a passion for it the way that I had a passion for it. And like, you know, if I could have waved my magic wand, I would have told someone about like the dreams that I had for yoga for you or for mindful in minutes or whatever it is. And for people to be like, oh my gosh, that is amazing. I know you're going to be so successful at that. It's going to be incredible. Like go do it. And the reality was that that wasn't the reaction that I got from some people, 
a small handful of people, you know who you are. I did get that reaction. I'm so grateful for you. But for the majority of people, they were like, oh, you're just going to like teach yoga or, you know, you went to college and got a college degree just to teach yoga. Like a lot of really just unkind and unhelpful comments and not a lot of support. And so what I learned from that experience is that no one needs to believe in you except for you. So doing some reflection, and it took me a while to get here, so please learn from my mistakes and save yourself some time. But I had to recognize that I was looking for external validation, that I was, you know, that I was having kind of this negative self-talk and that really what I needed was I needed self-belief. I didn't need anyone else to believe in me. I didn't need anyone else to necessarily do anything for me. Like I needed me and no one else. And I really firmly believe that that has been the secret sauce in a lot of things that I've done. There's, I think often when you have dreams, they don't need to be important to other people. I mean, it's nice when they are, but they don't have to be. You don't have to rely on anyone else. Um, and no one can make it happen except for you. So I think that the important piece here is if you have a dream and you have it really strongly, like in your heart, you're the one that needs to believe in yourself. You're the one that needs to have that passion for that dream. No one else should do it for you or could do it for you. So this was that first kind of like self-sabotage piece that I had to really look at myself clearly. And this has happened over the years when I've done something new for the first time is I've had this fear of failure at times, but the bigger piece was sometimes like, what will people think? Like, not only is it a, a fear of failure, but it was mostly a fear of like public failure. So, you know, what if I, um, you try to do a retreat and no one signs up, which that is what happened. I The very first retreat I ever tried to do was with another yoga teacher, and we were going to do this retreat for yoga teachers, and um, it was going to be in Nicaragua, and no one signed up. It was just straight crickets. And did it sting? I mean, it did like a little bit, but honestly, it really didn't like it wasn't as big of a deal as I thought it was going to be. In my head, I'd like hyped it up to like, oh my gosh, like what if no one signs up? And like no one did sign up. However, that was an opportunity for me. And I looked at that as being like, okay, it's time to go back to the drawing board. Obviously, I haven't given up on retreats and people are signing up for them now, which is amazing. But you may fail and that's going to happen. And that's fine. But you need to believe in yourself and you're the only one that can have that belief for you. So that's kind of, that was like the really, really big piece of self-sabotage when I was first trying to make my dreams a reality that I had to kind of come face to face with. Then once I kind of got over that piece, uh, then I started to engage in a new kind of self-sabotage, <laughs> which, and, and, you know, I whatever. I laugh. I kind of laugh a little bit, mostly because I'm like a little bit uncomfortable. And because, you know, I don't know, this is like, for me, this feels very vulnerable to talk about, to kind of share like my inner workings. But again, you know, we've known each other for five years now. Um, and and sometimes it's like, I think back on these things. And I'm like, oh my gosh, yeah, I was doing that, wasn't I? And I, the conclusion that I've come to is that we are almost always at 
at any given point engaging in some form of self-sabotage. Now, sometimes it's bigger, sometimes it's smaller. It can change. And I think that you can learn from these things and maybe move past them. Um, But I think it is really challenging to move past like all self-sabotage. But once you kind of gain an awareness of where you're getting in your own way, it can shed a lot of light on, you know, where this is showing up for you. So once I got over my, you know, once I was believing in myself and I realized that no one should or could, you know, believe or make this dream happen for me, it was on me, um, I then started to engage uh, in just like really this is cycle of like overworking and not wanting to release control. So doing it, you know, working a ton and just all the time, never really saying no, being like, okay, well, I have this dream and I'm going to make it happen. I'm going to work so hard every single day and I'm going to do this thing and I'm going to do that thing. And then I'm going to do this thing after that and like, go, 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 go. Totally burnt myself out. And you absolutely can burn yourself out even on a dream, even something that you love so deeply, right? Like building your dream job, which like yoga for you, mindful, like these are my dreams. And I feel so grateful every single day that like, this is what I get to do for a living. It's amazing. And I feel so lucky for that. But you also, anything, you can overdo anything and burn yourself out. So I went from like, maybe not believing in myself to like really believing in myself, but then not having any boundaries and just staying so overly busy, never saying no, saying yes to every opportunity and burning myself out, which then got in my way of continuing on my dream because then I was just kind of this like shell of a person. I was just like, just, you know, did everything and kind of lost that like intention behind it. So when I had to work with that one, I was like, okay, I had to really look at what was I able to do and what was I not able to. This is when I started dabbling with the idea of like having a very small team, like hiring out some small things to people that were like better at these things than I was so that I could focus on the part that I loved. Um, And so really being able to let go of some control in what I was doing and learning how to navigate that. It's still hard for me sometimes to hand off like different projects to different people. And it is hard for me to say no to work things. I just, I want to say yes to to everyone, but I'm recognizing that no one can do it all. Um, So that's one that I am, you know, working, working through that. And that is one that I think I'm I'm still working on a little bit. It's still a little bit tricky. But I learned that that constant need for control, that constant need to be the one individual doing all of the things, that was absolutely a form of self-sabotage um, because I wasn't like allowing any room in my business or what I was creating. And with that form of, you know, that constant need for control wasn't necessarily a good thing. So, you know. That's that's one that I've I have worked on and I still am, you know, working on that to this day. And now, as you know, most recently, like in the last like month or so, um, a little bit of procrastination has been showing up in my life. Not too worried about this one for me personally, because it's a little bit unusual for me, but just something I'm keeping an eye on. So, you know, just a little insight into different ways that self-sabotage can show up in your life. 
Um, so if you want to reflect on maybe where it's showing up in your life, trying to look at it objectively, feel free to pause me and maybe do some journaling on it. Or maybe you do that later. Or maybe as I was calling out these different things, you're like, oh, yeah, that's me or that's the one that I'm doing. So just something to reflect on, like what does self-sabotage look like in in your life? So once you identify where self-sabotage is showing up, how you're engaging in self-sabotage, the next piece of this is really looking at maybe why you may be doing this. So I think it's important to realize that you can engage in both conscious and unconscious self-sabotage. You may not even be aware of some of the ways that you are self-sabotaging. It took me a very long time to kind of be aware and to look at the root as to why I felt like I needed to constantly overwork and do every single thing like me personally I had to do it no matter how long it took, how late I had to stay up, like say yes to all the things. Once I recognized what self-sabotage was looking like, I had to dig a little bit deeper of like, why am I doing this? What is the root cause of this? And there's many different reasons why you may be self-sabotaging. Um, some common themes may be um, a lack of confidence or self-esteem or a lack of belief in yourself. Um, fear, right? Fear of failure, fear. Sometimes there's even a fear of success, right? Like it's kind of this, what if I fall, but also what if I fly? And then it's like both are a little scary sometimes. Um, wanting to avoid discomfort or growth. The familiar is comfortable. It sometimes can feel easier. I don't know if it is always easier, but it sometimes can feel easier. So wanting to avoid change or growth or discomfort. Um, those are common themes that show up a lot in self-sabotage and maybe where it's coming from. So if you are following along with this workshop or you want to journal on this, the thing that I would reflect upon is not only, you know, where is self-sabotage coming from? Like, like what type are you engaging in? But why am I doing that? Like, why? Where is this coming from? Like, what is the root? What's, what's the actual thing? Thing here. So for me, um, you know, I talked about my fear of losing control or a fear of not being able to like do it easily. So I sometimes I secretly get worried that I won't be inspired to sit down and write like my meditations or I'll have a lack of creativity and I'll procrastinate and I'll say that I'm quote like waiting for inspiration, but sometimes I'm not waiting for inspiration. I'm just like not loving my ideas or I'm putting it off because I'm kind of afraid to like create that particular meditation or to create or to have something to say like in a freeform episode or something like that. Um, you know, that's sometimes what it what shows up for me. So if you're doing the journaling along with me, pause me for a second and just maybe either sit quietly and do some reflection or write it down like like why am I engaging in this self-sabotage? Like what's the root here? I want to tell you about maybe my new favorite device that I have discovered recently. So did you know that we take about 20,000 breaths per day? And most of the time, as you know from this podcast, I'm always trying to get you to breathe, take those deep breaths. And the reason that breathing is so important, not only because if you don't breathe, you die, that's what happens, but breathing slower reverses the sensation of anxiety. But most of the time we forget because breathing is automatic. So things through like meditation and other 
breath pranayama exercises, you can slow down that breath, begin to unwind a little bit so that we aren't feeling so tight or tense and not be in that fight or flight mode. So the shift is a mindful necklace that simply slows your exhales to trigger your nervous system to be calm. It's a totally natural way to feel better whenever life gets heavy or if you're just you know trying to start a daily wellness routine or maybe you want this to complement the meditations that you hear on Mindful in Minutes. So the shift was designed by a husband and wife team who learned about a straw breathing hack from their friend who is a psychotherapist and it worked so well that they developed the concept into a necklace so breathing better could become a habit and they wanted to meditate more often and the shift made this possible because it's physical and basically if you breathe better you think better and feel better. This necklace, it is so cool, you guys. You absolutely will love it. And our friends over at Camuso who designs this necklace, they are giving us 20% off. You'll just go to camusodesign.com or click the link in the show notes and make sure to use code mindful to get 20% off. So that's camusodesigns.com using code mindful for 20% off and go check this necklace out. It is very cool and very useful. Okay, so diving back in how do we move past this? Like we have reflected on how we're self-sabotaging, maybe why we're self-sabotaging. Now, what are we going to do to move through it? So the first thing is that you really just need to be honest with yourself. Again, take your feelings out of it. And if you can just look, you know, look right at yourself and say like, where am I self-sabotaging? How does this show up in my life and why? Without the clarity, it can be nearly impossible to do anything about it. And, you know, full disclosure, it might be hard. It might be uncomfortable. It might be eye-opening. But if you are feeling ready to make some dream happen in your life or act upon your dream, but you know that you're getting in your own way, you have to do it. You have to identify how you're holding yourself back, why you're doing this, before you can really move forward. So identifying what's the fear or the worry behind this? What am I really avoiding? What am I really afraid of? Maybe, you know, if I always ask people for help or how to do something instead of Googling it myself, then I'll never really learn and I will keep being dependent on others instead of building my own self-reliance or something like that. And then you can think about, you know, what can you swap? So I find that when you're working with self-sabotage, that baby steps is sometimes, is often the way to go. It's not always this, oh, I've identified this is, you know, how I'm getting in my own way and this is why I'm doing it. And then starting tomorrow, I'm never going to do it again. It's kind of like breaking an old habit. So identifying small alternative, you know, either habits or healthy behaviors that will kind of help fill this spot or this void, like making small little swaps and little changes I find can be really powerful. So for example, maybe you say, oh, I self-sabotage by procrastinating. And then I have so many things that I get overwhelmed. And then I get you know, convinced that I actually don't have the time to do it. And so I don't. One small little thing that you could start doing is just starting to be a little bit more organized with your time, um, maybe looking at, you know, what do I have to do, breaking it down. I love a good list. I think you guys know this about me. I love a good list, a to-do list. I love a good spreadsheet. Um, I need it to stay organized. But just breaking it down to this little thing, maybe every single day, 
you sit down and you just write three things that you're going to accomplish today. And you'll give yourself some space. You'll give yourself, you know, some kindness and say that I'm just, these are the three things I'm going to do. And then when they're done, they're done, right? So just this tiny, small, little healthy swap that you can do um, to start working towards this self-sabotage. Um, you can also begin to anticipate and plan for obstacles. So where might you meet resistance from yourself or from others? So if saying no, for example, or setting boundaries is your form of self-sabotage, then you'll probably meet resistance from those that don't want you to set boundaries on them. Or when an opportunity pops up, even if you don't feel like it's right for you, this may be something that you will find there's some resistance. It'll be more challenging for you. Now, of course, you can't stop these obstacles from coming and from showing up in your life. But I have found that once you gain this awareness and you just recognize about yourself, okay, this happens to be something that is harder for me or I'm challenged by this. Once you have that awareness and you're kind of anticipating and planning for obstacles. So when this shows up or when I'm going to start something new and I find that I get worried about what if no one shows up, like have a plan for that. Is it a mantra that you're going to use? Is it a friend that you're going to call and you're going to say, hey, I really feel this self-doubt creeping in? Or is it, um, you know, a a meditation practice that you do? Or is it uh, an email response, like a template you already have typed out that is like a nice, polite, but firm way of saying thank you so much, but no. Like anticipate and plan for the obstacles that will show up because they are going to show up, especially especially when you're doing something new, especially when you're trying to start a dream or bring a dream into reality, there's going to be obstacles. Absolutely. So are there any that you can anticipate and plan for ahead of time based on this information that you have about yourself and your own personal flavor and recipe of self-sabotage or struggles? Then also keeping your promises to yourself. So I very much think of this as like like relationship building, kind of proving to yourself that you are trustworthy and that you will do what you will say you will do. So you start small and it's kind of like a skill that you're going to build up. So for example, let's say that you have a dream of starting a podcast, which I think is a beautiful dream. And I do think that if you're dreaming of it, you should do it. So what you may be thinking in your head if you're just doing this podcast or things like, well, I don't, you know, I don't even know, I don't even know how to start a podcast or um, I want to co-host, but I don't know who I would have to be a co-host or I don't know how to record an interview. Um, I, you know, I, whatever, there's so many different, th- what if nobody listens? I, how will I come up with a new idea every week? Whatever it is, right? These might be things that you're telling yourself. And so what you're doing, or if you say on a Monday, okay, this is going to be the week that I'm going to uh, order a microphone. And then if you go that whole week and you don't fulfill that promise, you're kind of just teaching yourself that your commitments and your thoughts and your promises to yourself are kind of empty. So start small, build up on this skill. And if you say that you're going to do something for yourself, do it. 
Otherwise, you kind of turn into that friend or that person in your life, and I'm sure we all have this person, where they'll say something and you're like, okay, we both know that you're not going to do that, that you're just kind of giving me like lip service right now. Don't be that own person in your life. Like if you say you're going to do something for you, follow through on that show and prove to yourself that you are trustworthy and that you're going to follow through on what you say you're going to do. Again, you don't have to say, okay, this is the week that I'm going to fully launch my podcast. You can do baby steps, but if you say you're going to do something and you make a commitment to yourself, follow through on that. And I have found that this is really essential, not only when we're talking about self-sabotage, but also when we're talking about dreams and making things happen in your life. So if you are doing the journaling along, you can always pause me and the next journal prompt or the thing that you can reflect upon is what is one thing that I can do this week to take a step towards my dreams? And then whatever that is, like one small step, do it and do it this week. So how does this all tie together self-sabotage, dreams, happiness, you know, being trustworthy yourself, like what does all of this mean? So the reason that I want to talk about self-sabotage on birthday week and how it relates to dreams is because I often think about the the ways that on this journey I've gotten in my own way and the way that I've engaged in self-sabotage with myself. But I also sometimes find myself now, five years later, looking back on like day one and being like, what if I hadn't moved past that fear I had or those thoughts that I had or that self-sabotaging that I was engaging in? What if I had let that self-sabotage win? Like, what would I be doing right now, today, five years later? Like, it it wouldn't, it probably would not be speaking in this microphone right now talking about dreams and self-sabotage. Like it wouldn't be making this podcast because it just never would have happened. And often when I find myself engaging in self-sabotage, which I still do, I do it all the time. I'm human. We're all human. It happens. But I think about, you know, the instances in which I didn't let self-sabotage get the best of me. And I have seen like what can come from moving past the self-sabotage, from taking an action, from believing in your dreams, from taking small steps towards making it happen. And it is something that is so special and beautiful and yes, challenging, but could potentially be life-changing. And, you know, whoever is listening to this right now, like if there's a dream that you have in your heart and that you have been thinking of doing and pursuing Starting right now, and I know this is going to sound cliche, but starting right now, like that dream that's in your mind, no matter what you're telling yourself around it, that could potentially be like a life-changing dream. That could really be something and you will never know if it is something unless you give it a try. And the only way that you can give it a try is by kind of getting out of your own way And, you know, turning the dial down on the self-sabotage and turning the dial up on the belief, on the making commitments to yourself and just giving it a try. So, you know, that's my little, (laughs) my dreams and self-sabotage TED Talk Um, in terms of this being a workshop. The ball's really in your court now for if you want to reflect on these things, you can. Maybe just as you've been listening, you've kind of been reflecting and thinking on your own, really reflecting on like 
Um, where are you self-sabotaging? Why are you doing this? How is this potentially getting in the way of your joy and like, or in the way of your dream? And what action steps can you take to get the ball rolling on your dream? And know that I am cheering for you. I am rooting you on. I am so excited for all of you and like the dreams, whether they're big or small, like truly. And I, again, I know this sounds cheesy. However, I'm not sorry about it. Like, I'm okay. I embrace the fact that this is cheesy, but like, go and do it because you never know what's going to come from a dream unless you give it a try. And even if it's not, you know, life changing, wildly successful, or whatever it is, like, you may uncover so much about yourself. It may take you somewhere that you never thought you would go, or you may just have some fun pursuing something new. So, just some food for thought. Um, you can click, there'll be a link in the show notes, which is like where the episode is. You can click like more or like those three little dots and it will give you some information. Um, I'll also, I'll put the downloadable on yogafreeonline.com slash birthday. And uh, I have these journal prompts for you. If you want to, if you're a writer, you can reflect on this. I encourage you to just like take a few deep breaths, maybe meditate for a few minutes and then try to journal on it. It can help to kind of dampen that internal chatter that can get out of the way of like finding some of that clarity. Um, Hopefully this gave you something to think about and thank you for coming to this workshop and just letting me have some fun this week. And I hope that wherever you are, that you're having a wonderful, beautiful day and keep your eye out because tomorrow I will be releasing a full yoga nidra practice for total stress relief. So mixing it up a little bit and I appreciate you. Have the best day today.